You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Whew. Man, it's hot. It's a hot one. It's a scorcher. It's hot. And for the benefit of you all, we do not have air conditioning on. I tried to get by, but it was too big of a hum in the background. Yeah, it was like a full-on wind. It was like a wind. Yeah, it was a lot more than a yeah, hum. Yeah, it's, right? it's not possible. Not possible. Oh, well. So we'll just sweat through it for you. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm sweating with anticipation finding out what this episode's going to be about. <laughs> okay, so this one, uh, our episode today, is another suggestion. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's a suggestion from our very good friends, Kira and Kyle. Get out of Who town. have been listeners from the beginning. They actually were part of our little test group of people who we sent the podcast to before we decided if we were really going to stick with it and make it a real live podcast. And they encouraged us to do it. And we so appreciate that. And we appreciate their continued listening and support. Um, Agreed. So they, so you know, Kira and Kyle actually sent me um, a list of things back way back in the day when we oh, started. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So I went back to it um, and I pulled something that not only is on the list from them, but also is very uh, relevant topic to to them, but especially Kira. Uh, and the topic is tarot cards. Oh, okay, cool. I know nothing about tarot cards. I know. I I. Basically, the bit that I know is from Kira, and I I just have experienced tarot readings now, but I, I don't really know anything about them. I don't know where they're from, how they started. Um, yeah, me neither. I don't be, know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them lying yeah. around, but I don't know the first thing about them, like what country they come from or yeah. how old they are. I, I'm going to guess they're really old, right? They seem like something that would have been around for... They seem time. old to me. I truly have no idea, but I agree. They seem like they're something that, that probably has actually a really cool history. Um, there's lots of different decks I know, um, so mm. you can kind of look into that and just see what what's the deal. What what is the what's the main idea behind tarot cards and and fill us in. Lots to learn. Yeah, this will be a good one. I'm excited to figure out what this is all about. Yeah, right. Yeah, I thought this would be a really cool kind of different different than what we've done so far um, topic, but still full of history and perhaps mystery. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be mystery. Yeah, a lot of mystery, I'm sure. All right, cool. cool. Yeah, this is a great topic. I'm going to go do some learning. Good, great, great. And if I can see into the future, you'll do a great episode. <laughs> I don't really know if tarot cards see into the future. I think I, that's a crystal ball. I go, okay. Great. Well, I'm going to hang out here with my crystal ball and you go research. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Zach. Okay, Catherine. How did it go? Good. Pop quiz. Are you ready? Oh, I guess so. Sure. Okay. Question number one. Hmm? In which country do tarot cards originate? How am I supposed to know? I didn't do you, the research. It's multiple choice. Oh, Let me finish. okay. A, Germany. Okay. B, mm-hmm. Iraq. Okay. 
C, China, or D, Italy? Um, man, I mean, I would kind of have guessed none of those, so I'm going to go with Iraq? Wrong. The correct answer is D, Italy. Really? Really. I would never have guessed Italy. Me neither. Cool. Okay, question number two. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> when did tarot cards uh, start to be used for occult purposes? Uh, oh, are you going to give me choices again? It's another multiple choice. Oh, fabulous. Okay. A, the 3rd century AD. 3rd century? What does that mean? Like 200s? Yeah. Okay. B, the 1970s. <laughs> okay. C, the 9th century AD. Uh-huh. Or B. D. This one should be D. Oh, sorry. D. Uh-huh. 1000 BC. 1000 BC. Oh, wait, shoot. I didn't give the right answer. Oh. Or E, uh, like e, the 1400s. E, I'm going with E. Okay. No. Actually, the 1400s, it, that's what I would have guessed. That sounds about Shot right to me. Shot myself in the foot. Oh, wait. No, I screwed that up. Okay. This is off to a terrible start, but we're just going to keep going. Okay. Uh, e is actually uh, like the 1780s. Pick that one. The 1780s? Yeah. Okay, I'll pick that one. Okay, you're right. Oh, wow. Look wow. at you. How did I know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're, you're one for two. Very smart. That's pretty nuts, right? I mean, if you ask me, those are two facts that I did not expect to read when I was researching this. That A, they are from Italy, and B, they weren't used for like the reasons that we think of them today until almost 1800. That's pretty crazy. I expected yeah. it to be a lot older, and I don't really know where i expected them to be from but it was definitely not italy yeah i would have liked uh, romania hungary even russia some yeah type i deal. was thinking something even uh like yeah turkey like mm, you know getting close one. to like the middle <laughs> east like or yeah. just like that eastern european like gypsy type of yeah. thing you know um so that was really surprising to me all right cool even more surprising no way i can't handle it guess how tarot cards started guess what this is not even how they started do you know what tarot cards are i don't tell me tell me they are the cards used to play just a normal card game no way yeah that is why that's at least what they began as Uh so we'll go to the beginning that's a great place to go (laughs) the word tarot Mm -hmm. comes from the italian word tarocchi i guess do you say c-c-h-i do you say that like chi okay tarocchi uh, the Ital- that's the Italian word for tarot. Okay. Um, and that comes from a word called, I guess it would be taroque, if it just ends in a ch in Italian. Uh, that must be some old school Italian, because nor- it would end in a vowel normally. Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense, because it's also kind of a slang. Mm. Um, and that word means foolishness. Oh. It was like a synonym for foolishness, and that's the late 15th century. Cool. It was originally a card game that was played in Europe. Um, they played it in Italy, France, Austria, Germany. Um, but All the big ones. really came from Italy, mm-hmm. northern Italy, which is, again, crazy to me. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so playing cards in general, they first came to Europe in the 14th century from Egypt. Specifically Ooh. a place called, I don't know how to say this, Mamluk egypt m-a-m-l-u-k and that was like a like a medieval state in egypt 
from the 1200s to the 1500s. Cool. And that's where the playing cards originated from. Just playing cards in general? Yeah, playing cards cool. in general. Uh, and then tarot. So th- awesome. those came in the 1300s into Europe. Tarot cards didn't arrive until about uh, 150 years later cool. or so. Mm. I don't know why, but I thought they would be much older. They just look really old. Yeah, they they have the sense of just some some ancient beginnings. But this is a bit old. I mean, and also this is like Middle Ages, mm-hmm. kind of end of Middle Ages, I guess. Like Renaissance. Yeah, and that that does feel right. A, yeah, a in hindsight, when you picture a tarot mm-hmm. card and the imagery on it, it's like, oh yeah, this doesn't look like <laughs> there's like a surf cave drawings. Like it looks like yeah. paintings from the 1400s. There's peasants carrying sticks. Yeah, that's like a real Middle Age type visual. <laughs> I think. No, it's true. <laughs> it's a really weird history that these cards have. So like I said, they started out as just a normal card game, a card game that is still played um, in Europe today. Really? Yeah. Cool. So it, it's um, a game, I forget the exact name of the card, but it's something like Taroki. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's that root word that we were talking about earlier that is still played in places in Italy, in France, like pockets of areas. It doesn't seem to be a game that's extremely popular Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not really known outside of these specific areas in northern Italy and France. Mm. Uh, But it's a game that still does exist and that's where these cards come from. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not exactly clear where this game, uh, or not where, but exactly like who and when Mm. started this game. In Egypt. No, in Italy. So playing cards come from Egypt. I see. But these uh, Taroki tarot cards, they come from Italy. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and I we don't know It's not exactly known, like, who invented this game and person. when. Yeah. But they have been around for a long time. And the oldest uh, known deck of cards are from Italy from the 1400s. And they were made for the rulers of Milan. Mm. And those are called the Visconti uh, Forza decks. Ooh. And you can look those up. And they, there aren't any complete decks in existence, but there are pieces of, I believe, four different decks. Oh, wow. Um, and it's really cool. Like, they used to be all hand-painted, oh, which wow. is, you don't really think about that, but before the invention of the printing press, yeah. everything was, like, your playing cards were literally handmade. Right. That's really cool. Yeah, super cool. Did um, you see pictures of that? Yeah, yeah, oh, you can wow. see pictures of yeah, them online. We'll Again, there up. aren't any complete decks, but you can see examples of, of individual cards. Cool. Um, the printing press came along, which allowed people to widely produce lots of things, including playing cards. Yeah. And they really started to spread out at the beginning of the 16th century, and that's when they kind of spread from Italy to France and Switzerland and eventually to Germany. And this game has lots of different regional variations. It's a different game, a different kind of word for the game in all of these countries, Mm -hmm. but slight variations in the decks of cards. But the cards that we know today, Mm -hmm. that we know as tarot cards, those are based on the Italian version of the cards. Okay. This game is gaining popularity, whatever it's called, wherever it's played. It's gaining popularity, and... Not until the 1700s does it really, like I said before, take the turn for the occult association Mm. that there is today. Mm -hmm. Up until then, it was just a card game like any other. And and it was condemned in some places. Uh, Specifically, there was a preacher 
in the 15th century who condemned the use of these cards, but he was condemning them because they're used for gambling, mm, like okay. all playing cards yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And that was the issue. So the game that they originally were, I mean, not that it's similar, but would you? is it kind of like poker or just something like that? I actually saw it described as a um, sort of ancestor to bridge. Which oh. I don't know anything about bridge, but <laughs> I, I know it's a common either. enough game that it's played all. You know, it, it very much exists Grandmas. now as a yeah. As Grandmas a, love bridge. It's true. Yeah, it is an old people thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, bridge exists, okay. I, and I don't know if this if bridge actually spawned from that, but I think if you know what bridge is, which again I don't, that kind of puts <laughs> in context sort of what this game is like. Yeah, okay. it's not just poker where you're just betting high and low on the cards in front of you. You mm-hmm. know. There's um, maybe a little more skill or a little more complication. Yeah, probably something where, like, the jack actually means something instead of just essentially being an 11, yeah, like when you're yeah. playing poker, or a 10, rather, you know, when you're playing poker. Mm-hmm. In the 1750s-ish, uh, there is the first account of people using cards for an occult reason. Now... Maybe you're just about to do this, but can you describe what you mean by for an occult reason? Yeah, you're right, because I've said that several times now. So when I say that, I mean, if you, okay, we'll start here. If you don't know anything about tarot cards, let's say you've never heard of them, which maybe you haven't, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, tarot cards are a deck of cards that have really, if you've never seen it before, odd looking depictions on each card. And it's a larger deck than a 52 card playing deck mm-hmm. a tarot card deck is 78 cards oh that is larger yes and they it is broken into just from what i know it is broken into suits of sorts um mm-hmm. so and... in it in the deck of 78 cards you have 22 that are called major arcana cards mm-hmm. which means greater secrets oh and those are um not part of a suit so that's mm. things like the uh, sun. to name a few, the sun, the magician, the priestess, the lover, the chariot, justice, death, the devil. These are just There's 22 alone. of those. And then there yeah. are 56 other cards that are broken up into four suits of 14 cards each. Mm-hmm. And those are uh, numbered cards. And then they have four court cards, which would be your king, your queen, your knight, and then a page slash jack. Very similar to, I mean, pretty much the same. As yeah, a very similar deck to what cards. a standard deck of playing cards mm-hmm. is. And what are the four suits? King, queen, knight. No, no, no. The the suits. Oh, sorry, the suits. So the traditional Italian suits are the sword, the baton, the coin, and the cup. But modern decks, mm. the baton is uh, typically a wand. Yeah, that's or what I've a seen. rod or a stave, but mm-hmm. mostly a wand. It's a stick-looking thing. Right. And then Mm -hmm. coins are mostly either uh, pentacles or or, uh, discs Mm, in a modern deck. Uh Again, if you've never heard of tarot cards, you have this deck of cards. And what people do is they pull out a certain number of cards. It can be one. It can be three. It can be six. And each card has a specific meaning. So what you're meant to do is ask yourself a question or ask the person whose cards you are reading a question. Mm-hmm. You turn over the cards and they all have a meaning attached and you analyze that meaning in relation to the question that they've asked you. Mm. So having established that, that is what I mean with the occult, which that's the word that I saw thrown around online. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that would mean a sort of spiritual... 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the definition of a cult is. It, I feel like it has a kind of negative connotation. Yeah. But this isn't necessarily anything bad right. or negative. It's just. It's just kind of mystical, um, magical in a way where you're kind of reading into something that is, you know, behind a veil. Then you're yeah. revealing it, and it's, it's supposed to be like a. You know, from another dimension, almost that sort of thing. I just did a quick look up of the word occult. Please, and, I'm um, starving for the definition. <laughs> uh, it it can be used as a noun or an adjective, and they're very similar. For a noun, it is this, or for an adjective, it's of or relating to supernatural, mystical, or magical beliefs, practice practices, or phenomena. Um, but yeah, kind of like you said, which is why I wanted to um, define it is uh, occult. I feel like. Even when you say for occult uses, it can have a different connotation depending on who's using it. And I think if you are a proponent of tarot cards, maybe you would call it a cult, but you would not have any negative connotation to that. Just or to be you... clear, you are saying, and I know you are, but I'm just mm. clarifying, you're saying O-C-C-U-L-T, yes. not A space C-U-L-T. No, yeah, yeah, not occult. Mm-hmm. Occult. Um, but... So when people say they were used for occult reasons, or say some people say they still are, it's just people who, for some reason or another, um, look at this idea of trying to tell someone's future or trying to like gain from whatever kind of spirit or or whatever it is that they think is um, is leading the tarot cards they disagree with that for one reason or another mm-hmm. either because they, it's against their religion or something like that um so it's not it's not even like occult sometimes i think we think of occult as like devil worshiping or something right like that's that. what i think of when i hear that word yeah and, and that's not even what this is and that's not the definition of it as you just read it's right. just something mystical and magical and in a lot of religions, you know, you're not supposed to look for things like that outside of right. whatever your faith is. So, so I guess that that can have a, a sort of negative negativity attached to it. But in this sense, it's just, like you said, something magical or mythical. It's not anything mm-hmm. inherently negative, especially right. if you're somebody who has no religious baseline. You know, there's, right. there's absolutely nothing negative to this. It's just... Mm-hmm. I don't know magic it's silly yeah. it's, you know silly to say it like that but it's that's right. that is what it yeah. means so it's just um as with many things in this world like outsiders who maybe don't understand it or are fearful for one reason or another are able to look at it negatively and condemn it for one reason or another cuz they think there's something inherent inherently evil about it or something Mm -hmm. like that but when you look at its beginnings and you look at what people are actually doing with it that doesn't seem to be the case at all no not at all i mean as far as my research went there's there's nothing that's uh anti-religion or or like appealing to the devil pagan yeah (laughs) Yeah. like there's no there's nothing like that there's no roots in anything like that in fact this is what i was about to get to the two guys who really popularized it were two people named Antoine Court and then another man named Jean Baptiste uh, or Jean Baptiste Elliot, who went oh. by the name uh, Attella. I don't know. This is a weird <laughs> name. How would you say this? E T T E I L L A. He's French. Yeah, I don't know. Etta, like whatever. Why would he, he go by, by that name? That know, doesn't have so, anything to do with Jean Baptiste. And it's also so close to his last name, just like almost backwards. Oh, Weird. it is almost exactly backwards. Maybe that's why he did it. Oh, that's kind of cool. Cool. 
<laughs> <laughs> anyway, these guys, Court and Etier, they're the ones who who really uh, blew the top off of this in terms of the fortune telling oh. and the divination mm. of using of of cards, of playing cards, mm-hmm. and that is actually called cartomancy. I don't know how you. I suck at saying words sometimes. No, you're doing fine. Cart cartomancy. Cool. Cart. It's either cartomancy or cartomancy. Is this an English word? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. C a r t o m a n c y. Sure, cartomancy. Cartomancy. <laughs> so many different ways you can pronounce words. English is difficult. Yeah, I know, but I speak it, so I should be a little better. Mm. Also, I'm an adult. Okay, uh, court. Antoine Court. Mm-hmm. He was a French pastor, actually, a Protestant oh. pastor. Wow. And this is what he believed. He believed that the cards were created by the Egyptians to hold their secrets. Ooh. Specifically, um, from the book of... Uh, <laughs> another word I don't know how to say. <laughs> uh, Toth. Toth. Yeah, T-H-O-T-H. I'd, Come I'd say on. that, Toth. Yeah, Toth. Thoth. No, wait. Actually, it might silly. be Thoth. Really? Mm, yeah, it might be. That kind of sounds familiar, but yeah, what do I know? Good gravy. Let's say Thoth for fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're saying sauce with a terrible lisp. Oh, no. Okay, the um, book of Thoth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Thoth so we can move on. Uh, okay, he believed that these cards that had been around for a very long time held mm-hmm. the secrets of the book of Thoth which is kind of like a mythical Egyptian book. Like, it's not really clear if the Book of Toth even exists. Uh, a lot of different uh, writings, Egyptian writings, are referred to as the Book of Toth, but there is not a single Book of Toth. Mm. As far as I can tell in my very limited research, <laughs> yeah. disclaimer. Okay, cool. But it's supposedly this book that was written by the Egyptian god of writing and knowledge. Written by the god? Correct. Oh, wow. Maybe that's why we can't really find it. Right, but mm. it's said to hold the secrets of the Egyptian people mm. and this ancient empire. They knew a um, lot, so. and, Right, and that they brought these uh, secrets to Rome and shared them with the popes, and that the popes have had these secrets for hundreds of years or thousands of years or whatever. Wow. Um, that was that was Court's theory. Huge, if true. Huge, if true. Mm-hmm. However... There's no historical evidence, anything to back this up. It was just a theory that he cooked up, which, oh. fair enough, you know. Okay. That's, yeah. that's how a lot of ideas start. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I don't know what he put together in his mind to, to really believe that, but he did. Jean-Baptiste, his pal, he was a French occultist. I don't really know what that means, pre-tarot cards. Of course, there are other occult activities he could have been into, whatever. Who knows? And then tarot cards came along, and he was like, that's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> so... He got really into reading cards, and he was actually, on record, the first person to ever make their living as a uh, tarot card reader. And the first to issue a deck of tarot cards specifically tailored for uh, this use. Cool. And that was in 1789. Uh, And he included these Egyptian elements in his deck because he was buddy-buddy with court. Mm. Maybe a little more than buddy-buddy. Yeah, I know. I was wondering. Yeah, you never know. This is a renaissance time. Anything goes. He and Court were working off of a deck called the Tarot of Marseille, 
which is what most modern decks are based off of. And again, this okay. is the Terror of Marseille, France, that was just mm-hmm. their version of the card game that people were playing. Cool. There's no meaning behind the Terror of Marseille, mm-hmm. except that that's what these two guys were working off of. Mm-hmm. Until, I guess, uh, Jean-Baptiste introduced his own deck, then I'm assuming... Everybody has to brand their own nowadays. Yeah. If he uh, issues that and then is still caught using another one, that's not good for business. business. Uh, So as we explained before, these uh, the cards are 78 cards. you got the 22 major arcana and then the 56 minor arcana cards. And they have all got these different meanings. So maybe I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. First, okay, first I want to tell you about another guy. And he kind of brought it into... uh, a more modern day version of what we have. His name was Ilifus, uh Levy. <laughs> Weird name, I know. Uh, no and- one can just have a simple to pronounce name for you. Except Thoth, of course. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this guy's from. Right, Ilifus, Where would Ilifus like Levy it. be from? I, probably like uh, Long Island, New York. <laughs> I'm almost positive it wasn't the United States, but yeah, okay. sure. Uh, Ilithis from out there on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1854, he published a book. So this is about 60 years after the two boys we were talking about before. Uh-huh. He published a book connecting tarot with things like the planets, the elements, uh, the Hebrew alphabet, the Kabbalah, mm. chemical symbols. All of these things that have like a much deeper meaning than mm. what the initial decks had. The initial decks were I mean, playing like, cards. like playing cards, yeah. you know, and they had cool artwork on them and people liked looking at them and people would look at them and, and try to figure out what they meant. You know, these mm-hmm. two guys before they were looking at them and analyzing them, but he was the first one to yeah. kind of connect them to these much, much higher meanings. But again, and this is, as far as I can tell, undisputed, he was just doing this on his own volition. He was just doing this as he saw fit. There's no real uh, hard association to any of these things beyond what he wrote for them. Mm. So he's coming up with this on his own is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's coming up with this on his own and he wrote this whole guide Mm. to how to read these tarot cards and what each card means. Interesting. Yeah, in terms of these kind of mystical Mm -hmm. elements not mystical. I mean, they're real things. The planets are right. real. The Hebrew alphabet's real. But attaching them to these things that give them a much deeper meaning yeah. that mm. they, frankly, to the person who created them, didn't have. Right. Cool. Ilifus. Yeah. He really Fair went enough. deep in on it. Um, and these are images that are really, as I saw one guy put it, I, I should have made note of the video that I was watching. These are really like primeval symbols on these cards. It's mm. the devil. It's the sun. It's right. it's lovers. It's things that no matter who you are, you have an association with them, good or bad. Mm. So they're instantly, instantly when you see that card turnover, they make you feel something yeah. because they're such simple symbols right. in a way. Yeah, they're timeless. They're across wherever you're from. Exactly. Whenever you've lived, you know those things. And like you said, you have a gut reaction to them. Exactly. They all, they all already have an inherent meaning, uh, meaning emotion mm-hmm. attached to them. So that is kind of what people like Levy, Ilifus, um, mm. not exploited, but, you know, leaned into yeah. when he was writing this guide to how to read them. Makes sense. 
Right. So let's go over a couple of the cards. There are let's do it. 78 of them in here. but Let's do every single one. <laughs> hey, we're not doing that. But to give you an idea of these major arcana, these mm-hmm. are they're referred to as the trump cards, the major secret, the greater secrets. Um, these are the ones that don't have suits. Right. Things like the devil. The card has several meanings. It can mean addiction. It can mean materialism. It can mean playfulness. It can mean freedom. Uh, restoring control you have death pretty simple it can be the Mm. end of a cycle it can be uh change it can be metamorphosis it can be the fear of change it can be decay interesting like even with that one death so of course death like sounds bad right you see it and you're probably like ew not not good um but what you like obviously it can mean death and ending but you also said it can mean metamorphosis or change so that it depends on how you look at it, or it depends on how you read it, I would assume. Well, you know what um, else it depends on? There's lots of different interpretations. What? It also depends on which way the card's facing. Yes, I do. I know about that. So, okay. Let's say I'm reading your tarot cards right now. Okay. Something, uh, there are lots of ways to do this, but I'm going to lay four cards for you in okay. a diamond pattern. Beautiful. The first one, at the top of the diamond, that symbolizes romance. Ooh. Then moving clockwise, finance, Ooh. health and happiness, career. Wow. So let's say... We're getting right down to it with these cards. We're not messing around. <laughs> right. So let's say in the romance, uh, the first card at the top of the pyramid, I uh, turn over the card chariot. If it's facing you, that's good. That's a better okay. uh, reading. Yeah. That means there's direction, there's control, there's willpower. Feels but good. if it's reversed, if the card's facing me... Uh-huh. So it's like upside down from my perspective. Right. For Mm -hmm. you, it means lack of control, lack of direction, aggression. So all of the cards have a kind of good reading if it's facing you, bad reading if it's facing you. And sometimes Mm. they are the direct inverse, like direction or lack of direction. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's things like uh, bravery or self-doubt. You know, Mm. those, I guess those are kind of two heads of the same coin but they don't always have to just be the direct opposite of each other you know they can have a separate meaning so that's one of the talents if you want to call it that of somebody Mm -hmm. who reads tarot cards is having all of these cards memorized and assessing them as a group not just individually but of all of the four cards in this example that i flipped over for you Mm -hmm. looking at all of them and giving their assessment from that yeah right yeah, and, and like what I've learned just from my limited experience with our friend Kira, who's into tarot cards, um, even if you just, just think about it, you said there's 78 cards in the deck, having to memorize the meaning of 78 cards, and then a different meaning for if they're flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. That's 78 times 2, mm-hmm. which is like 156, is that right? Yeah. Wow, one fifty-six. That's a whole bunch of things to memorize, and that's just one word. It's like a fully nuanced understanding of what this thing means, and then, like you said, having to understand like the how they re- interplay, interplay with each said, other. Yeah. Um, that's that really is a talent. It's a skill. It's something that you cannot just one day sit down and say, I'm just going to do it. Like, you're just not going to have the same experience as someone who has been doing this forever and really understands what they're doing. Definitely not. And especially if that person is somebody who um, really sees themselves as being intuitive or right. being able to read these in a way that a layman couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, because even if you have all this practice, it's like, okay, well, all that really means is you can do it faster than somebody who can Google it. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's more than that. It really is more than that. Understanding how they relate to each other and understanding even sometimes like like even when you were listing them off just now, um, all of the cards have a, a bunch of different meanings and knowing which one is coming to the forefront right now based on the other cards, you know. Um, it is more than what a Google could be in my in in what I've understood so far. I, I agree, but it is all based off of this person's intuition, and it's yeah. all. I mean, to be frank, just it's all made up. You know, this is yeah. a, a two, so is not even a two hundred right? year old practice of yeah. looking at the decks in these ways and really analyzing them to answer these big life questions i don't mean to put it down but it's not like it's anything that necessarily needs to be defended but it's kind of no different than asking a ouija board right uh, some sort of question you know and it's like it it moves around at your will it's like the meanings of these cards move around at the will of the person reading them and they they all have a different meaning and it's just like how do you trust this person and i mean i get it it can align your thinking Mm -hmm. and it can it can make you reflect on things that maybe you haven't been facing. It can make you ask questions yeah. about yourself or answer questions about yourself that maybe you haven't been so honest about. I get it. There's, of course, value in that. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, with a lot of things like um, religion, it depends on your belief. Like, what you're saying is that it's, it is meaning, like a Ouija board or this or mm-hmm. anything or going to a psychic is meaningless Unless you believe that it has meaning and you believe that those things are are tapped into some other kind of spirituality yeah. that we can't see. I mean, yeah, you could right. say the you're same right. thing about going to church is meaningless unless you believe that there is some kind of meaning behind everything that's being said. So right. I think and that's people the see, point. People do see differences in their life, whether it's going to a psychic or yeah. reading tarot cards or, or praying. Or going to church, yeah. Yeah, so it... it yeah, you're right. I, and what I, I always think um, when I, you know, I've had my tarot cards read a couple times and I've had, and I love to read about, you know, I love to read like astrology things. And basically the way I always feel about it is um, you take from it what makes you feel good or like what you said, things that make you think about something that maybe you've been putting off or think about something in a different way or opens your mind in a way and you just let it affect you in whatever positive way it can affect you, whether that's taking a critical look at yourself or just feeling good about something. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of leave the rest. Um, and I feel like, you know, what's the harm in that? Yeah, well said. What's the harm in that? Thank you. Oh, another quick thing. So the major arcana, those are, uh, I guess, forces that are out of your control. Hmm. And the minor are things that can be changed. Oh, cool. So that's also something to take into account when when someone's turning over these cards and you see them that, again, major, kind of out of your control. Mm -hmm. Here's what's going on. Act accordingly. Minor, here's the things you can change. Act accordingly. Mm. That is very cool. I watched a hilarious video uh, (laughs) that was how to read tarot cards. No. (laughs) So it was uh, was very goofy. Number one, they they had all these steps. Number one was buy yourself some tarot cards. Uh And they show the girl in the video opening a box that she got in the mail that was big enough to fit a basketball. I don't know why (laughs) the tarot cards have to come in a box that big or why you're promoting the idea of just like, get them delivered to your house. It's like, go buy them and not (laughs) make someone ship them across the nation in a cardboard box. Maybe they knew COVID was coming. 
I don't know. I'd be <laughs> shocked if this video was produced in the era of, era of COVID because it looked not very modern. Okay. So then she opens up the tarot cards. Number two, you want to... Sh- oh, sorry. Number one is you open them up, get mm-hmm. them, you shuffle them. Shuffle okay. them real good. Yeah. And you shuffle them between every reading too because yeah. that kind of rids them of the previous reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, then number two is you ask the person a question. And mm. while they're answering that... Or sorry, while... No. Go back. You have the person ask a question that okay. they want answered. Right, right. What's my job future look like? Whatever. Mm. And while they're asking that question, they cut the deck. Mm-hmm. Whoever they see fit. You know. Yeah. Standard stuff. Number three, you lay the cards on the table. And there are... You know, you can ask yourself a question every morning and turn one card over and mm-hmm. see what that means for your day. You can lay uh, three cards, one that means past, one that means present, one that means future. You can lay the uh, diamond pattern. Mm-hmm. You can lay six cards, whatever, you know. But a, a pretty standard one is to lay these four cards in a diamond pattern. Romance, finance, health and happiness, and career, like mm-hmm. I said before. Uh, so you lay them down, face down, and then you start to flip them. Mm-hmm. And again, you're looking to see if they're facing the... Uh, person who's having their cards read mm-hmm. or the tarot card reader mm-hmm. uh which this video was super confusing by the way because <laughs> they were calling the person having their cards read the reader oh and i was like wait but the card's facing him yeah he's not the reader she's the reader she's uh. only reading the cards it was really confusing hmm. uh, and then you analyze the cards and again not just individually but as a whole mm-hmm. and you want to look for things like the majors being the bigger picture, the minors helping to illustrate the finer points in that large picture, mm. you know, that goes along with what we said before about the major and minor. Mm-hmm. So it's really an overall assessment. Uh, and then the best part of the video was number six, uh, to keep track of your readings to see how often you're right or wrong, <laughs> as if you're supposed to follow up with every single person you have a reading with and ask them like the super personal question of like, like, hey, did you marry that guy? Yeah. Did, did your relative die? <laughs> <laughs> did you get COVID? <laughs> I read on Facebook that you did get COVID, so I'm going to check I'm just checking if my reading was correct. A so bad reading be... in my book. Is that okay? Is that accurate? <laughs> I know. I thought that was so silly. But uh, also, I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea because maybe you're nailing it with these readings yeah. and you, you do have some sort of magical power. Also, if you're doing readings for yourself, you definitely can be tracking, you know, like yeah. if you're checking in with yourself, Although you can I'm see not sure how if that's that how goes. science works. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, you this get isn't to really a science. conduct your experiment that's very subjective to begin with <laughs> and then evaluate the results and then determine whether or not it was uh, good or bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, that's about all I got. Cool. That honestly, that was really good. I feel really? like Yeah, I feel like you did you gave a really good overview. Um and I feel like I have a way better basic understanding of what tarot cards are. Pretty I'm cool glad. that they started as playing cards. I did not see that one coming. Me neither. Yeah, this one I, there was a lot that I didn't see coming. I really was expecting it to be um I don't know. I was expecting more out of it. And that's not a bad thing, but I was expecting there to be more to it. Yeah, I think tarot cards are just one of those things that people have laid so much baggage on. Where You know, people who don't who don't have anything to mm. do with tarot cards, who don't understand what they are, um, are so freaked out by them that they have this, like, heavy kind of woo-woo whatever 
aura around them. And, um, and I think once you really look into it, for better or for worse, they're just not that crazy, you know? Like, it's not that scary, dark thing. It's, it's just not. It's a different thing, which is kind of fun and interesting and similar to astrology or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, how it it's, yeah, it's very me. similar to astrology. Yeah, it's like, you know, take it or leave it. If it makes you, if it's interesting to you, if it makes you happy, if uh, you find yourself drawn to it and you, and it appeals to you and you find yourself believing in the spirituality behind those things and the meaning behind it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Be a good person is the bottom line. Whatever you're going to believe in, if it's making you a good person, go for it, I say. What's there to disagree with? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. That was that was really cool. Oh, good. I'm glad. Oh, and then one last thing. There are tons and tons of different tarot card decks. The three yeah. most popular in the world are the Rider Weight deck. Yeah, I know. That, I know may, that, that very one. well may be the most popular. That's mm-hmm. for sure like the starter deck that you want to get. Mm. Um, and that was uh, published in 1910. Cool. And pretty cool. Uh, it was all illustrated by a woman named Pamela Coleman-Smith. Oh, go Pamela. Yeah. And uh, pretty much every deck that has come out since then is based off the imagery that she came up with. Mm. I hope that Pamela's were, getting royalties. Yeah, her original works of art, really. Mm-hmm. That's what they are in these little cards. So that's number one. The uh, Toro of Marseille, which we had referenced earlier. Oh, that one's still around. Still around. Still cool. very popular. And then the uh, Toth Toro. Toro. Toth? Ta- wait, Toro? Tarot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> the Toth Tarot. Okay. Which is another popular one. That mm-hmm. one uh, was published in 1969. There are hundreds of different themed yeah. tarots. You can get a like, gummy, yeah, be- gummy right. bear tarot cards. You can get housewives tarot cards mm-hmm. you can get star wars tarot cards like they, yeah. they come in all shapes and sizes because again as we just learned they all mean whatever you interpret them to mean so it doesn't right. really matter what's on the card there there's no uh there's no religious affiliation mm-hmm. that where it has to be depicted this way or it's you know forbidden to be depicted that way the cards are the cards i mean you could frankly you could it cut it up some paper and, and yeah. you know go online and look what it's in a set and write them all out and there's your set right mm-hmm. there they don't need to be as beautiful as they are they're cool to look at yeah. you know and it yeah. makes it more fun i suppose mm-hmm. but um, and if you're so, really into star wars it makes it more fun for it to be star wars themed. of course yeah yeah so they can be uh they can be themed any way you want so go out what's your favorite show you like cops <laughs> you like family <laughs> guy um, what's your favorite food? You like lasagna? I bet you can find a lasagna tarot card deck. Just go look online. And if not, make one. Sell it. Maybe someone else likes lasagna. Yeah, good for you. You probably will make a killing. Yeah, it's Italian after all, so. Oh. Someone will buy it. Brought it full circle. Good work. Okie doke. All right. Good job. Did you learn a lot about I, tarot cards? Do you have honestly, any questions? I learned a lot. Um,. I feel like a lot, you know, because I just had kind of an anecdotal understanding um, before, and a lot of the things that were a little unclear, I now understand them. Cool. Tarot cards. They're cool things. If you see them, don't be afraid. Be cool. Yeah, don't run and hide. Yeah, what are you doing? Don't flush them down they the toilet. They might have lasagna on them. It's Take a, a look. It's a fun game. It's a it's a party trick. It's a toy. It's a card game. It's a it's a crystal ball. It's a palm reading. Whatever. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. Live your life. Let yeah. other people live their life too. Be a nice person. All right. All right. Bye.
Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinutexpertPodcast, that's 30MinutexpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.